0: Today on an unforgettable episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that will make you crave the sweet goodness of a canned meat product. I mean, what is better than a delicious Vienna sausage and a good ghost story? I like to slurp down sweet slimy sausage after sweet slimy sausage while listening to this podcast. That, or get a big spoonful of fresh spam and let it slide down my gullet. Damn, that's good. What happens when an innocent child starts to realize that their childhood isn't exactly like that of the other boys and girls in his classroom? but rather littered with bizarre experiences that he can't talk about with his friends for fear of being ostracized and teased. Experiences that are all too real and won't seem to ever go away. That story and so much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online.
0: Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts so you don't miss any episodes of the program. This is a show that goes on all year long, as you've probably figured out already. If you're new to the show... For being October. Lots of folks finding us for the first time. So welcome. We have the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories on this podcast. Uh, from uh, doing this for almost 10 years, uh, we've just accumulated that much audio. So if you, you want to get access to uh, all of that beyond just the daily episodes and get everything commercial free too, get the whole archive EPP bonus episodes, then become an extra podcast person as an EPP to get access to all of that. Where do you do this magical thing of signing up to be an EPP? Uh, It's pretty easy. Go to ghostpodcast.com, ghostpodcast.com, and you can sign up right there on the website and uh, get it all through the website, or you can go through Patreon as well. The same content there, too, uh, and use the Patreon app just to follow the link to Patreon at ghostpodcast.com. If you want to search us on the Patreon app, four words, real ghost stories online. All that. Real ghost stories online to find us there. Uh Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. And uh, it is October 4th.
2: Oh, my goodness. Halloween's just weeks away.
0: It is. And so, I am excited. I'm very excited. I've been stocking up on Halloween candy since July 5th. I'm kidding. Well,
2: and you put up decorations in August. Yeah.
0: Yep. On uh, my inside ones like on uh, my inside decorations I put them which involve a Christmas tree
2: <laughs> but it looks great. and yeah. the funny thing is is that so Tony sends me pictures and I'm like, oh this it's beautiful. And then when you zoom in on the picture when you enlarge it mm-hmm. like it, there's some creepy shit. and on the top <laughs> it's like a doll head, yeah, for the little angel tree topper. It's yes. this doll head, which is really pretty creepy it is
0: it's but, other but it than that, looks yeah.
2: good. Yeah, it, it looks really good. It's
0: like pumpkins and all fall type stuff all over it. Um, and yeah, so we we got all of our fall stuff up. But uh, uh, honestly, uh, as of the taping of this, I still don't have my outside stuff up yet, which is mid-September. I'm kind of getting behind on this. And I got, I still have like a lot to put up. And I'm thinking tomorrow I may get that uh, that show on the road. I have a well, giant the skeleton. I'm like, putting Tony's on
2: not like just the guy who puts out some pumpkins and stuff. Like there's a, there's a lot that goes into <laughs> this.
0: Yeah, we have, and uh, it's
2: not just you put it up in one day.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of, of dedicating a lot of tomorrow morning to that. Uh, so I don't know. I'm going to have skeletons driving a tractor this year and running over other skeletons uh, oh, that's fun. yeah, it is. And, uh, then there's also going to be just kind of a creepy clown out in the field with a balloon, just standing there. We'll have a little spotlight on, oh, on that creepy one. Clown. And, and then up on, um, the sledding Hill and slip and slide Hill that I, uh, had built earlier in the year. Uh, there's going to be this giant skeleton. It's like a, I don't know what, how many feet high. I think it's, I, 13, 14 15 feet high skeleton and um and he lights up too so that'll be like that'll be hovering literally over the uh the old office
2: that's gonna look cool though
0: yeah yeah it's I think my neighbors still wonder what what is what's this person do like what's wrong with them I see this ghost and
2: I do absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I don't I? put up one thing. I don't deck. I don't put out pumpkins. I don't do any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even buy mums in the fall anymore. I used to at least do that.
0: You got to so, do it. It's fun. I just don't.
2: I don't do any of it.
0: I like making the house spooky. And then you know, we'll put uh, Santa hats on the skeletons and they'll still be driving the tractor. Oh, what if they have like a bunch of dead reindeer that they're like... <coughs>
2: don't you will traumatize small children when they drive past your place zombie don't do that, don't do that to their
0: poor parents and make him have to explain that zombie reindeer and a headless santa claus
2: <laughs> mom is that santa but he doesn't have a Where's head, his head and his, don't look it, don't look honey
0: and I could get like his every head. time
2: people drive by your houses. It's like children look at your devices. Do not look out the window. And
0: like Santa's head is on a stake, like right at the entry to the right in front of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny,
2: actually.
0: Oh my god! Yeah,
2: you will you will traumatize
0: be, you, every time. Have, have you seen that house? No, we don't look that way when we drive down the road. <laughs> looks the other
2: way. Don't look at that creepy house with the demented people who live there.
0: Oh my gosh. You could have Santa's head on one spoke, uh, one of the spikes, and you could have Rudolph on the other.
2: Because that won't be traumatizing to children. Not at
0: all. You know what? Honestly, uh, and I, I, what I, I actually uh, have a story behind that. When I was in high school, I remember our local mall changed up the looks of the Santa display, and they really downsized it from what it had once been to this really kind of dinky thing, and it looked, there was Rudolph, or there was the the reindeer heads, and they, everything else looked really kind of comical and cartoony, but the reindeer heads looked like a head that somebody cut off a fucking reindeer <laughs> i mean like or or a real deer it, it was almost like it was like mounted heads but they weren't uh, they were fake but uh that and they were all they were all looking like they were alive like with big smiles and stuff but there wasn't bodies they were stuck on candy um uh what you know it was fake uh a uh, peppermint candy like a candy cane or just a but just a stick of a candy cane where it's like un, like looked like the head was a decapitated reindeer on a candy cane. Oh. And it's like who designed this shit? <laughs> you know? It was I wish I had pictures of it. I really wish I do. I remember some friends of mine ended up stealing one from the mall and I believe uh they did retrieve it from someone's trunk. Uh, but it had a lot of uh, burn damage to it. So, yeah, it wasn't wasn't me, I'll tell you that much. But, yeah. Until this year. Creepiness, creepiness. Uh, 855-853-4802 is uh, our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, And again, today's uh, show is being brought to you by canned meat. Uh, Who doesn't enjoy (laughs) canned meat? Canned meat, it's the choice of a new generation. And uh, be sure to buy canned meat today and support your local meat canning factory uh, or uh, those jobs will just go away and there will be no one there to can your meat. So again, canned meat, today's supporter of Real Ghost Stories Online. This says uh, my story goes back uh, to my childhood I've had a fairly normal childhood, I believe. But uh, I had the normal fears as well. Attics with old furniture covered with sheets, unfinished basements with dark corners at night. Our house only had two bedrooms, and though it was okay to share a room with my sister when she was a toddler, we needed to have separate rooms as we grew older. The only place to build in our house was down so my new bedroom would be directly below my old one in the basement. My parents played up the fact that my new room would be in a finished basement that would boast a recreation room with a TV. Finished kitchen and my own bathroom. It'd be like having my own apartment. I was excited by the prospects as an eight-year-old boy. I hid my fears of being half a house and a set of stairs away from the safety of mom and dad's bedroom. Spending every night in a cold, dark basement. However, my mom shored me up with a nightlight and the promise that our new puppy could sleep in my room with me each night. Every morning when I woke up, my dog stood ready at the door to head upstairs. I never knew whether my dog's excitement at leaving the room each morning was for the prospect of going outside and doing his business or getting away from his forced confinement with me as my nightly roommate. One year for Christmas, my parents gave me a Ouija board. I don't remember particularly desiring one, and I remember being frightened by the hooded figure beckoning on the back cover of the box. Not long after Christmas, a friend came over for the day to play with my haul of Christmas presents, and he thought it would be a great idea to try the Ouija board out. With the lights off, we huddled on the floor of my basement room "'with our fingers on the planchette. "'The room lit only by the afternoon sun "'coming in through a small window "'high on the wall. "'We tried a few questions, "'but nothing much seemed to happen. "'I suspected that any movement we got "'came from my smart Alec friend "'who had the reputation as being a cut-up. "'I buried the board "'on one of my closest shelves "'under the other toys and boxes.' out of unease with it, never used it again. As the years went on, I got used to the room I had less need for the nightlight or for making our dog stay the night with me. The darkness of the basement room was especially conducive to my teenage love of sleeping in when I could. The room was no longer scary for the most part, except for the time I read The Exorcist. That week I always had to turn the book cover down because I hated the image on the cover and I went to bed every night with the full lights on in my room directly over my head, blazing in my face just to be able to sleep down there. During this time my parents had come to a living Christian faith and my mom occasionally complained of how the posters of several rock groups I put up on my walls gave her a bad feeling about my room. I was somewhat dismissive of her perception, for I felt the groups were pretty mainstream, what we'd now call classic rock, and none were even heavy metal or death metal groups. Around this time, my parents were experiencing what I would later come to know as night terrors, and attributed them to demonic oppression in our home, challenging their newfound and growing Christian faith. In my teenage years, the nightlight was long gone, and I was regularly sleeping in the delicious pitch black of the basement that made for a great night's sleep. One night, I found myself suddenly awakened. I sensed a presence in my room, and I cautiously opened my eyes. I was frozen by fear as I saw a large, silent black figure standing at the right corner of the foot of my bed. He seemed to be nearly as tall as the ceiling. He looked to be... "'robed as though I couldn't make out any features on him. "'He was darker than even the darkest of my basement "'in the middle of the night. "'The darkest evil seemed to exude from him, "'and all I could do was lay there in fear, "'staring at him and wondering what in the world I could do. "'Though I was a second-string tackle on the football team, "'I've never been a bold or brave guy, "'and I've often been referred to as a gentle giant.' What happened next surprises me to this day. I went one second from paralyzed fear to launching myself at him like I was going to rough it up in some kind of wrestling match. The next thing I knew, I was lying there at the foot of the corner of my bed, covered in the sheets and blanket of my bed, wondering what in the world just happened to me. He was completely gone. There was no sign of him. And I lay there in a tangle of fabric. The leap I took still amazes me to this day, where it felt like I went directly from a completely horizontal position on my back directly to a heap on the floor six to seven feet away in what seemed like one movement. I just don't know how I could have physically done that kind of ninja move with my size, but I nearly had to chuckle at myself lying there in my bedclothes. The strange thing is once I found myself on the floor, I didn't feel much Residual fear, just curiosity. It didn't feel like a dream. I knew I was awake, but it was the strangest experience. Sense of fear and evil were so fleeting. I turned the light on, saw my sheet and blanket piled there at the foot of my bed, and I remade my bed. I don't remember much fear that it might return. The sense of evil had seemed to disappear within my having found myself on the floor earlier. I never saw him again, though I did have other experiences when I was sleeping down there. Like my parents, I later came to my own living Christian faith. I found that I too experienced a few nights of day terrors. They seemed to typically come in bed or napping on the couch in the rec room, but once or twice they happened at the camp where I was a counselor for the summer, I'd awake to a sense of an evil presence and find that I could not breathe or speak, but I could look around and see the room, with a terrible feeling that there was something evil with me. After the initial shock and terror, in my mind I would speak the name of Jesus, and I found that after repeating it a number of times mentally, I would eventually be able to speak the name of Jesus out loud, In the very instance that I could speak his name aloud, the evil presence would vanish and I could still breathe and move. Still, it would be a bit disconcerting if it happened at night rather than the daytime. To overcome my fear of going to bed to sleep, it occurred to me that many of the Psalms talk about God's care and protection and I took to scanning the book of Psalms and Reading a few to calm down and entrust myself to God's protection to go back to sleep when this happened. Recently, on a visit back home, my sister said she still feels a bit uneasy about my old room. She'd moved back home for a while recently and said the room had a bit of a haunted feeling when she lived down in the basement. I don't think I've told her of these experiences. Outside of my former night terrors or my experience of that dark figure, I've not experienced any other phenomenon there. In fact, I'm more inclined to view my night terrors and the dark man incident as the waking dreams of sleep paralysis. New reports and research have made me a bit skeptical on attributing night terrors to a paranormal experience. I've heard other listeners indicate they're coming out of them by saying the Lord's Prayer or praying, and I wonder if much of it is just a waking dream state that they're coming out of as we engage our cognitive mind with the act of calling out to God or praying. But I also trust when we call out to the Lord, God is with us and responds to our prayers, whether we're being beset by the supernatural or just caught up in a physiological fear in a waking dream state. I don't discount all supernatural possibilities for experiences like this, but to paraphrase Ebenezer Scrooge, I think there was often more dream than demon to the experiences for me. I wonder if that's the case in general for night terrors. My night terrors pretty much went away by my mid-twenties. I've always been a vivid dreamer, and I enjoy remembering some of the crazy things that occur in my dreams. About a year ago, I went through a spat of having the occasional dream where I'd see a ghost or demonic figure in the setting or amongst the people I would experience in my dream. Strangely, I would find myself getting very aggressive with it in the dream, going after it, confronting it, and seeking to cast it out in the name of Jesus. On the physical side, I would wake too, and my wife would tell me that in each case that I was mumbling or talking in my sleep with a raised voice, all that was occurring while I was in my dream, I was confronting the ghost or demon. I also had a reoccurring dream where we have moved into a new house with a malevolent ghost in the attic that I know is up there. I want to go up and confront it, but I'm too afraid to. I really don't take much stock in any reoccurring message behind those. But when you have repeated dreams like that, it makes you wonder what in the world is going on in that gray matter between your two ears. That's my story. Wish I could tell you about my night sleeping in the haunted bed and breakfast, but that's a story more of fear than phantoms. I'm not sure if it even applies to your wonderful show of real ghost stories online. Thoughts on that?
2: Well, the first thing that I'd like to address that I think so weird is that the parents basically built him his own apartment when he was nine. Like, he hadn't been terrified. It's like, you're going into the basement and here's a dog. (laughs) So, That's pretty terrifying just in itself, actually. And then with it being, you know, in a basement, too, because they do get really, really dark. So I could see some of that perhaps being a very scared kid when you're, you know, you're kind of on your own. You got a puppy Mm -hmm. and, you know, at nine years old, you know, you think you hear things, see things. So I could see at the beginning, like terrifying, and then you do things like I did when we lived in a haunted house, like read The Exorcist, which just isn't a good idea. I don't know why, and I ever did anything like that because then I couldn't sleep for weeks. It was like, and I brought it all on myself. But but the point about the night terrors, I think there's a good point there. I do think there there is a a dream state where it I, I do think it is a dream, not for everybody, but I do think there are cases where it is a dream state and it's not paranormal, but it feels paranormal, mm-hmm. you know? So I do think he's got it or he has got a good, um, a good point with that. Yeah. I mean, but they kind of pointing totally out, do feel paranormal. No,
0: I think they're kind of registering that, you know, you know, are, are all of these paranormal? No, maybe some are. It's hard to know.
2: Yeah, you know? Agreed.
0: No. Yeah. Very good story. Uh, so uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, 855-853-4802. That's our phone number here on uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost story with us, you can, of course, uh, call that in, or you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. Trying to pull the call back up because I kept getting an error when I'm moving it. Er, er. It's been a slow day on these computers. All right, here we go. Hi, let's hear your ghost story.
1: Hi, everybody. I just wanted to call in and share a story. My daughter listens to your podcast at college and reminded me of an incident that occurred. Um, When we were on a family vacation, I have two daughters, they're twins, and then they have their younger brother. And we were on vacation, I think we were somewhere in North Carolina, but we can't quite agree or remember where exactly we were. But what happened was, my husband was driving, and we were driving late at night, trying to get to the place that we were going to be staying at. And we were kind of going slowly down the side one of these like back roads and all of a sudden I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but this man came out of the side of the road and started walking alongside the road. And my husband's like, well, what is he going to do? Gave all of us the creeps. We were all awake at this point. <laughs> um, And he was just walking along the road. But the thing that was unusual about him was there seemed to be almost like a mist around him. And we couldn't tell. And I do remember asking my husband. He he said, well, it seems like there's a mist coming out of the trees. My husband is actually a weatherman. So he understands like these weather phenomena that occur where we kind of don't. But this man looked like he had a mist around him. It was very, very eerie. And he looked like maybe he was homeless but the area where we were i didn't expect to see a a lot of that around there um it was kind of it was kind of desolate maybe he lived in in the mountains there we we weren't really sure so fast forward we get to our destination don't give this a second thought now all five of us saw this saw this man my son my son described him as an old wild west um gold digger like the guys that would dig for gold <clears throat> and um that was that was a pretty good description of him with the the the, the style of clothes that he had on was not um let's just say from like the the mid 2000s this was about 12 years ago that this happened um so we get to our destination. We're going on, you know, the little, going to the little shops and the little tours and these types of things. And my daughter and see, sees this man again and he made eye contact with her. And do you remember the movie Poltergeist 2 where there was that really old, creepy man and they're out shopping and Carol Ann makes eye contact with that terribly scary man? It was very reminiscent of that that's the best way I can describe it but he looked he was just looking straight at my daughter and so my husband of course thinking oh well maybe he's you know not a savory character but it was just very odd that we saw him and then we saw him in this crowd of people the one thing that stood out was that absolutely no one seemed to be aware of that he was there, except for both of my daughters. My son was not aware. My son didn't know what we were talking about. My husband and I saw him, but yeah, it was it was very it was very odd the way the crowd was. Um, you know, it was a pretty it was, it was summertime. It was a pretty crowded, touristy place it was like he was standing there almost like in the movies you know when somebody just stands there and the crowds kind of just go around like like the person isn't even there um and it was just it was just it was just really 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 eerie well fast forward to when we get home both of my daughters start having dreams about this man and i'm like what in the hell is going on what <laughs> what's going on but they're both dreaming about this man and um, he was like showing them things like where bodies were buried and that there was a little cemetery off of this, off of this one road. So we were discussing this and my, da- my other daughter went back to the same general area. Again, we're st- I'm still kind of like, are you guys sure this is where it happened at? Were we on vacation in this one spot? <clears throat> Let's just say it was like Western North Carolina. Well, my older daughter, my other twin, went there with her with her boyfriend and said, this is where my mom and we, our family went on this trip, you know, when we were kids or whatever. And sure enough, they found a little cemetery, like an unmarked little, um, I don't know if it was like an old plantation site or old home site or what it was, but they found this old cemetery there. And... <laughs> the, this is the part where I'm like, okay, I am, uh, well, whatever. I, and I asked her, I said, did you tell Ben as her boyfriend? Did you tell him about what you saw, you know, the, the, about the man and all this? And she said, well, yeah, kind of. But she did not tell him how he looked. And he said out of the corner of his peripheral vision that he saw a man kind of standing back in the woods, a little bit and he said come on let's go let's let's get out of here so i thought that was an interesting uh was it was it a ghost was it just some creepy old pervert <laughs> we don't we don't really know um but it was just odd uh, that we saw him walking along the- the road and then we were probably a good 40 miles away from where we'd seen him um, you know which you know people have cars and things like that but it was just it was just kind of interesting and it's funny because my husband the scientist he does believe you know in in, in these types of things so so who knows who knows what it was um, maybe we were meant to identify this cemetery that I guess according to my daughter and the photos we saw it was pretty overgrown. Um, and it was just, it was just kind of there. So maybe he was somebody that was buried there. Maybe we just were there at the right place at the right time. Who, who knows? But um, that is our story. And uh, my daughter really enjoys your show and I'm going to have to give it a listen for Halloween time. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: I can you picture that poltergeist guy? No, I can't. That's who I was picturing the whole time when we were doing. And then the, she um,
2: said, "Him."
0: Reverend Kane was the character's name.
2: Let
0: me. Yeah, I gotta look it up. Uh, the scene from Poltergeist.
2: Oh, I remember him now.
0: Just that, yeah. He's dressed super old timey, and I (laughs) so I I searched creepy man poltergeist. Love talking to
2: people, even on a rainy day.
0: He is a creepy, creepy character. I always thought he was creepy, but somebody made uh, a a Joe Biden deep fake of his face on the poltergeist guy.
2: Uh, put Joe Biden's
0: face on, this. yes, it's Joe Biden. That's and Pol- Joe Biden, the poster guys, funny. too. Oh, but wouldn't you know the video is all scrambled? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not, uh,
2: you know, that's an interesting story because it could be either way. Because she's like, Was it paranormal? Was it creepy old pervert? Either way. Like, yeah, I think creepy old pervert guy is just as creepy as paranormal ghost guy.
0: Oh, yeah, it, it's you know very much and the so. fact
2: that it, her daughters dr- both dreamt about him. Yeah, that kind of impression on him. You know, I'm like, either way, it's a creepy story. This one doesn't even have to be paranormal to make it creepy.
0: No, no, I mean, not it's just all around, just such a creepy. Uh Setting and, and and very well told too. I gotta say that. Yes, that was very... and then to
2: see him, see him on the road and the misty stuff going on. Yeah, and then to see him again, like that's the weird part. So you know,
0: and that's who exactly knows
2: what it is. That's but exactly it's what happened. Still creepy.
0: This is what happens in Poltergeist too. The the guy shows up, like just appears, and and only. Uh, the kid, and I think the mom or somebody can see uh, that he's there. It, it was almost Poltergeist too that we just heard uh, of someone reciting, but it was their own experiences. Yeah. Very uh, very interesting and good storytelling. Thank you for that. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, be sure to press subscribe and uh, leave us a review there on Apple Podcasts and Become an extra podcast person. Get access to all the bonus episodes, the advanced episodes, all those extra spooky stories that are only there when you're an extra podcast person, and it's all commercial free. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time for Carol and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online. I'm Tony Brisky. Thanks for listening. Hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? Then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts.